Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. I am your host, Presley Davis, and with me I have Justin Brown and Colton Gibson. We have an exciting midweek show planned for you today, and we'll be catching you up on this weekend and getting you ready for the next. Before we get going, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the North Brown frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. Now I'm sure everyone has seen that Texas State soccer is the thing this year. They are currently 4-0 on the season. I mean, what better way can you ask for a start to your season? The Holman era is upon us, and we take on they take on Kansas City tomorrow night at 7 at home, so be sure to come out to that. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting matchup. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what this soccer team can do. I mean, they're having one of their best starts of the year, and the team they will be playing, Presley, you have the name of that team, correct? Kansas City. Kansas City coming in here. Now, Kansas City, it's the Ruse, correct? I believe so. The yeah. Kansas City Ruse, as in kangaroos, they're coming here to play against the Bobcats. And I mean, I've got a chance to watch some of these soccer games. It's really nice to see the fans coming out. The fans have really been like so impactful for this team. I think, uh, you know, giving getting those fans out there do provide a huge impact for them. And this this great start at home. I mean, what else could you expect? Colton, what do you think about this team? Yeah, we talk about this Kansas City team. Uh, they're kind of struggling right now. They're being outscored 11 goals to three. Uh, they started 0-3-1, so they haven't had their best start, while the Bobcats have started off 4-0, outscoring their opponents 8-2. to uh, The Roos are just kind of struggling on both ends of the field, and the Bobcats are taking care of business both on offense and defense. So I, I think, you know, bring out a big crowd to uh, the Bobcat soccer complex, and I think um, the Bobcats are really delivering this game. Yeah, they're really delivering, and it's with Steve Holman's, you know, different girls on this team. And the ones that are doing the most are Zoe Jr., um, we got to give out, uh, you know, Caitlin Chrisman, great goalie, uh, Olivia Wright and Bailey Peschel. Bailey Peschel, Zoe Jr., Olivia Wright, and Maddie Goss are the few that have had goals for this team, um, the eight goals that you have mentioned. Um, but, yes, this this team is just doing amazing things. I love the uh, rotation between the goalies. We saw Beth G in the first game against UIW uh, when they were playing in August 21st. And then we saw Caitlin Crispin kind of come into this rotation, and she's stayed prevalent in the past three games. Um, you haven't She hasn't allowed any goals. I saw the goal that was scored by the HBU Huskies, and that one was just something to be seen, guys. That was at least a good 30, 40 yards away from the goal. And uh, HBU Huskies... Um, I cannot give you the name at the moment, but she did amazing. Number 26 hit it all the way across the field into the goal. Caitlin Christman could not stop that one, but that was a tough one. But yeah, no, this, this soccer team is just looking powerful. And Steve Holman has had a really good impact on this soccer schedule so far. Yes. And I mean, I remember whenever Texas State announced Holman was coming here, and it was kind of like, okay, what's, what's he going to bring to the table? Everyone is ready for soccer season. They have not disappointed at all. They have just started off so strong and we hope that they continue to start off strong also starting off strong is the texas state volleyball team they are currently in hawaii right now for a tournament this weekend but emily dewalt the setter has earned her 19th career sunbelt setter of the week honor and then we were talking earlier she has received setter of the year four times in a row i mean 
to build a team around her is just you're set up for success. 100%. I mean, Emily DeWalt, she has been a part of this program for I mean, a while now. And she has done great things with Sean Hewitt behind the helm. I mean, Sean Hewitt's 29 and 3 in conference play. And when you have a setter like Emily DeWalt, that's what is possible. You know, Sean Hewitt, I'm so glad that this team is going to Hawaii. He, he talks about how, you know, he wants to be seen as a coach, but he also just wants to be seen as Sean. And this is kind of like a, a kind of a bonding, you know, moment for them to go off to Hawaii. And as much as it's about getting stuff done, it's kind of like a work trip is like uh, he, he called it. So um, I'm really just excited to see. Uh, what this volleyball can, team can do. I know they're starting their first game against Hawaii, I believe, on, uh, is it Saturday, correct? Friday morning. Oh, Friday morning. Okay, so it's really soon, guys. I know they just landed recently. I think they just landed today. Um, so they'll be practicing, you know, until that tournament. And I, I'm just really excited to see what Emily DeWalt can do with this 19th nomination of Setter of the Week. I mean, that's the most in Sun Belt League history for any student athlete ever, period. Yeah, you know, 19th Sunbelt Setter of the Week. Uh, she was also, before the season, named the preseason Setter of the Year. That was their pick. And I think she's really delivering and probably has a, a good chance to bring home her fifth uh, fifth straight Setter of the Year. Uh, you talk more about the tournament in, in Hawaii. They have two really good teams in Hawaii and West Virginia they're going to be facing off with. And then also they're getting their first ranked matchup of the season with number 23 UCLA. And I think all three of these teams are going to be a really nice, uh, really nice challenge for the the Bobcats before they come back home for their first uh, set of games here. Yeah. And, and some other stats, sorry, Presley, about <laughs> Emily DeWalt and this volleyball team. I just had to mention Emily DeWalt is second in NCAA among active matches played with 134. So she's second place in that. So no one else is playing more. I mean, there's only one other person on this, you know, on this planet playing more than her. And then there's she's second in NCAA among active career assists with 4,910. So these are huge numbers. And with Emily DeWalt, she's a graduate student on this volleyball team. I mean, I'm so excited to see what they can do against UCLA. You know, UCLA is ranked 23rd nationally as a volleyball team. We saw last year volleyball was facing against teams like Oklahoma, uh, Kentucky, Alabama. Those teams, you know, these higher ranked teams, they give an opportunity for this volleyball team to have a lot more success. And I mean, going to Hawaii and beating UCLA, I mean, that's some great momentum to come back to that, uh, you know, the San Marcos Invitational that's going to be here at home after that that uh but yeah guys I i'm just really excited about this volleyball team i, I can't contain it <laughs> i am too and i think this trip to hawaii like you were saying it's not just about the games it's about the team bonding and that's perfectly right before the whole season just starts you know you want to get that out of the way at the beginning of the season you don't want to wait too long to be like oh i guess i'll start getting close to my teammates this is the time now and i mean i think if a team is close that just sets them up for success, it plays a big part of it. Yes. When we were interviewing, you know, coach Hewitt, he was talking about how much depth is on this team. And I think these tournaments early on, especially, you know, going to Hawaii, you can see who is willing to perform and who can perform on those, you know, work trips. <laughs> you know, these freshmen have, they have so much depth on this team. These tournaments early on in the season can give Hewitt a good opportunity to see who's best in each position and to, to see, who will stick and be the final setting group? When we were asking him, you know, what is one of the toughest part about this season early on? He was just saying, just getting a starting lineup, right? Because there's so many different people to pick from on this team. And there's so much talent and so much skill because they're so deep that Hewitt is going to have to find the best lineup in these tournaments early on. I think they're a great way of finding that out real quickly. Yeah, I think the tournaments are really a good feeling out process to find out what works best before they really go into these conference matchups that are really going to matter down the road. I, they're looking to contend once again and, and get that Sunbelt title back. 
and kind of get their own streak going again. So I think um, these early games that are out of conference are really giving them a chance to find out what's going to work best for them down the road. Yes, and I mean, as a coach, you want your players to be so good, it makes your job hard to put out a lineup, to put out a roster. Like, you know, you want that. And so you couldn't ask for a better volleyball team right now. I mean, I think this season is going to be incredible for these girls, and they will bring that. I really do think they'll bring that title back home. 100%. And I I just wanted to mention one last thing, the exact times of these games, September 2nd, Friday, obviously we mentioned uh, they're going to be playing in Hawaii at 12 a.m. Central time here in Texas, but 7 p.m. in Hawaii. So it's an evening game for them. Then on September 2nd, that same day, they're going to be playing UCLA um, and then they will be playing West Virginia on Sunday to finish up the tournament. And then they'll be coming back home to the Bobcat Invitational. And that's yes. going to that's gonna be some exciting moment for us Bobcat. Yes, and I mean, hopefully they are able to pull off. A, I mean, all three wins would be awesome in Hawaii. And that way you can come back home to your own place and just do what you know how to do. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to dive into all things football. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. I am your host, Presley Davis, joined by Justin Brown and Colton Gibson. Football season is upon us, and I'm pretty sure no one is upset about it. High school football started last weekend. We have college football starting up this week, and then the weekend after is NFL season, and then we we have a while till it goes away, so take it all in. Yes. Football season is here, and we have to start with high school football because they are going to be playing Madison very soon. And if any high school I'm talking about, I'm talking about the San Marcos High School. Uh, We saw them play Hutto last week, and unfortunately that first game of the season was a 20-point loss for the San Marcos Rattlers. So they're definitely looking to back bounce back here in this one. Uh, we were talking about this game on the podcast, Colton. Uh, we talked about how this, this Rattler team needs to really approve upon less penalties. They had 15 penalties. Uh, I think it was nine by the first half. And if you have 15 penalties, that's 10 yards of penalty. You're giving up 150 yards, giving up the entire football field and some change. So they definitely have to fix that. We know that. And we definitely need to see some more passing offense. But Colton, what are your thoughts on this? I'm, I'm really interested to see what adjustments uh, the Rattlers make before going into this round two or round two, this week two matchup against Madison. I think Madison is a, a much more attainable game for the Rattlers right now as they're kind of in this filling out process for the beginning of the season. Uh, So I'm really interested to see how they kind of adapt to what they saw from Huddle last week and, uh, you know, try to improve upon everything we talked about going into uh, week two. Now, do you think the whole UIL situation had anything to do with their performance on Friday? That is... A huge question. I'm so glad you asked it. Uh, you know, I think getting those that type of news right before. It was like, what, two, three days yeah, before it was two, your first two game? Two days before your first game and you find out that your playoff aspirations may completely be out of your grasp. That puts an impact on any player. I mean, especially in the first game. But I think Coach Walsh didn't want that to be the case. I think Coach Walsh wanted his players to come out and play with fire. And we saw that. When they came back from that second half, you know, they – I mean, from that halftime, they were down at least, you know, two touchdowns, maybe three. And they came out running. They came out fast. Coach Walsh wanted an impact. But those penalties, I mean, they had six more in the second half. And that those penalties can either be a sign of just – nervous first day jitters which obviously comes from any athlete or any performer in any sport um but also it could be the uil news you know I, i'm not sure 
Yeah, I think these players just kind of need to realize that, you know, the UIL ruling is something that they can't really control. You know, they're going to appeal the ruling and see if they can get the uh, the outcome changed. But really, that's nothing that they can control at this point. And their their job is to go out there and play football. And I think that as long as they're focusing on that, that we should definitely see some improvements. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of news, you know, you can't just let that go right away, especially just days before. But I think Coach Walsh has done a good job of letting them know, hey, we're fighting for you. We're going to fix this. You got to do your job and you got to go out there and play football and you got to compete. But Texas State football starts this weekend and we are hoping to watch them compete in Nevada. And so, what are y'all thinking about this game? Season opener, you know? Season opener, not just an opener for a new season, a new team, but also a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. This quarterback was announced by Jake Spavadol the other day. This is Lane Hatcher. Lane Hatcher comes from Arkansas State. We saw him put over 2,000 yards in his last season. So we know this guy has some skill. Now, guys, I have some quotes from y'all uh, from Jake Spavadol's press conference that was the other day, uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m. And one quote, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Colton. This is a quote just from Jake Spavadol himself. I've coached a lot of good quarterbacks. A lot of NFL quarterbacks with extreme worth ethic. He tops it all. So if you're getting told by Jake Spavadol, your head coach of your Texas State football program, that the starting quarterback has aspirations of not only being better than just some of great quarterbacks he's seen, but NFL quarterbacks? I don't know. Is that a huge take to have? Colton, what do you think? Uh, I think Jake Spavadol has a lot of confidence in Lane Hatcher right now. And I hope it's all true. I hope he, you know, does all these great things that Spavital says he does because Texas State has had a lot of quarterback struggles over the last forever. <laughs> uh, you know, last season you had two quarterbacks that never really found their footing. So I hope Lane Hatcher can come in and just like light the world on fire, just blow everyone away. You know, we're talking, we want six wins for a bowl game. I hope Lane Hatcher gives them more than that. Yes, and I hope Lane Hatcher is the one that, he starts off strong and then people see us on the schedule and think their mindset changes because right now they're like oh we're playing texas state but if you see texas state on your schedule you want them to be like oh we have to go to texas state you want so i hope that lane lane is able to achieve that and bring that into the next season and i mean if you're quarterback i mean that's your leader yeah and i I think you know he is going to bring it because if you look at his stats you know over the past few years, he's been playing college football since the year of 2019. He is a junior, five foot 11, 211 pounds from Little Rock, Arkansas, and he has had over 2,423 yards his last season. He had 19 touchdowns with 13 interceptions, but I mean that could be a variety of different reasons for that. But this this player has had 2,000 yards in each of his seasons. 2021, 2,423 yards. 2020 has 2,058 yards. 2019, well, he was even better. 2,946 yards. So you're telling me this guy has the opportunity to give us 3,000 yards a season. This was under Arkansas State's coaching. Now it's Jake Spavital in Texas State. So they have an opportunity with this weapon to use. You know, this, this guy is going to be a great weapon for their offense and something that the Sun Belt was not expecting. Yeah, I remember a game a couple years back between Texas State and Arkansas State when Lane Hatcher was leading the offense over there, and it was just a shootout. Just as soon as Texas State put something on the board, Lane Hatcher led Arkansas State down the field and did the exact same thing. So I think he he has a lot of tools that he's going to be able to use 
in you know potentially a more successful offense at Texas State with Jake Spavital. He's going to be calling the plays this season with the vacant offensive coordinator position. So, um, but Spavital has been saying that Lane Hatcher's he's learned the offense. He's he's very confident. He's put in all the work. So I just hope it all shows now. Yeah, and it, you're talking about that last time they played. Texas State did take a loss against Lane Hatcher and the Arkansas State Red Wolves. They lost 24 to 22 their last outing. You know, Lane Hatcher he's able to do it and that obviously is not all about the quarterback that's what we have to address right here there's way more to this team just oh, yeah. than the quarterback so there's so much different success that we need to be seeing we need to see improvement on the defensive end when you see a good running game if you have a good quarterback you definitely need good receivers if you don't have the receivers to catch the ball then that ball has no purpose so uh, there's definitely a lot of different aspects that are coming down to this team that are going to make an impact on this season and i can't wait to see it on their first home game, September 10th, Florida International University here in San Marcos, Texas. Yes, I mean, Lane Hatcher is a great quarterback, but you have to hope that his offense buys into it. His offense trust, it's all about the trust, the knowing who you're on the team with. And so hopefully that they have, I mean, during the offseason, all I saw was Jake Spavadol saying, this season's different, this season, this group, all these things. So it's like, we get to find out this weekend. I've been waiting for so long after the first like spring training, I was just like, okay, like I want it to be fall now and see what y'all are doing. Yeah, I mean the excitement is hard to contain. Uh, this quote uh, from another quote from this Jake Spavadol's press conference. Um, this was these are his words. Football is such a unique game. You play twelve games and there's roughly four hours a game. That's forty eight hours of play a year. You have to pay. You have to prepare for three hundred and sixty three days for those twelve opportunities to go by pretty quickly, and that is a really way good way of thinking of. Football. Football. I didn't really think about it that way. You got 306, uh, 363 days to prepare for 48 hours worth of play. And that's what every Texas State season has been, 48 hours of play. 48 hours of play with Brady McBride as your quarterback. So now we're going to see what Lane Hatcher can do to this Texas State team. I really like that perspective. I've never thought about that. Like, that's pretty crazy, just 48 hours. Jake is really opening our mind here. Yeah. <laughs> that was something really woke <laughs> to say for Jake Spavazol. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's going to be any issues with the buy-in from the team. Uh, something else uh, Coach Spavazol said was that Lane Hatcher was a unanimous voted team captain. I think he was one of two people that was unanimously voted. So I think everybody is confident in their quarterback, and I think everybody is ready. They, they have been working with him, and they're ready to keep working with him. So I, I'm I'm pretty confident that this team is going to at least improve upon upon last year. I mean, everyone's said that this is our year to try and get a bowl game. Like if we get a bowl game out of the season, it's a good season. And I love how you mentioned unanimous captain. Do you know how hard it is to get a team, a football team, to yeah. vote unanimously? So, you know, there's 11, team, 11 players for each team. So offense, defense, you know, you got some bench players, you got special teams. That's how many people just said, oh, yeah, he can be our leader. And, and, and the fact that they're giving the reins to, you know, a junior, someone that's younger. I know there's older players than him. And the fact that they have so much trust in his leadership, that's going to be something it really amazing to look forward to. And all this speaking of football has just, just made me think of another league, another league that's going to be starting soon. Do you know what that league is? Presley? I do. It is the NFL. And I am excited for the season. Just simply because of all the craziness that was going on during the off season. I mean, I remember saying one show, I feel like I'm watching a fantasy draft right now. This is the craziest thing ever. But I mean, we got week one coming up and I'm, I'm not excited actually for this game, but I will be watching the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks at home, you know, talk about buying into your quarterback. We're kind of struggling with that right now. But when this schedule first came out, 
I remember I was so excited to host the Bucks at home because there was no Brady. I was like, oh, yeah, Tampa's going to be, like, lost without him. And then, you know, it was it two, three weeks. Brady was like, actually, I'm going to come back. So now I'm just going to have Brady coming to AT&T Stadium and I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be a rough, rough start to the season, I feel like, if we can pull off a win. I mean, with that game, I, th- that's just one of a few games I'm looking forward to this first week. I think, you know, Dallas could do the unexpected. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, you know, America's team, Dallas Cowboys, just all of a sudden just turn around and give Tom Brady a run for his money. That would be interesting to see. But like once in a, you know, yeah, like yeah, a shooting yeah, star would be cool to see, but it's it. not going to happen <laughs> in, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? So the Cowboys aren't going to win that. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, do, you, do you have a game you're excited about, Colton? Yeah, my game I'm, I'm watching actually comes on Thursday night. It's the first Thursday game of the year, and I don't really know if there's a clear favor between the two teams right now. It's against, or it's between the previous Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, taking on my personal favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think this is going to be a really exciting game. You have the Rams who just won the Super Bowl. You have the Bills who probably should have been in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the overtime rules. No shade. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I'm really excited for the Bills. I think I'm going to pick the Bills personally. I'm going to be watching that game. I think Josh Allen is going to be doing exciting things this year. And they added a lot of extra weapons to an already stacked team. But but as for that other game, I, I think I'm taking the Bucks on that one. I, I respect that. I am too. Yeah, but. That's, that's, that's two votes for the Bucks. And with this game between the Bills and the Rams, I think that's going to be one of the most fun games to watch. It's it's that the energy in that game is going to be amazing. I loved watching the Bills last year. They definitely should have won that game, <laughs> but no shade. Uh, but I have to talk about a game, a little a game that's going to be played on Monday, September 12th at 7.15 p.m. And involves two teams, one from Seattle, one from Colorado. And there's one person on these on one of these teams that is of importance, and that is quarterback Russell Wilson, newly acquired by the Denver Broncos. His former team, Seattle Seahawks. And guess what? He is playing them the first game of the season. So he's going to be coming home there. I know they're definitely going to give him a round of applause again, misrecognition. But who is going to get the win here? I don't see a quarterback on the Seahawks. So I'm giving it to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I mean, he's shown his success in previous years. Um, so I'm, I am I got to give it to Russell. I think Russell definitely won that trade between the two teams. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see what Broncos can do to the Seahawks. Now it comes down to the wide receivers on the Broncos, obviously. Uh, but I think the Broncos are just going to come in and take that win against the Seahawks in Seattle. So it's in Seattle for the first game. So it's going to be an exciting first week. So, But with yours, I will say that the Bills are going to win. I love the Bills. I also have, the, I actually make the joke that, well, it's not actually a joke. Um, this season, if the Cowboys don't go past round one in playoffs, I'm going over to the Bills. Like, that's my backup team. I'm just going to do it. And I'm excited because Josh Allen is my fantasy quarterback. Speaking of fantasy, my running back is Devin Singletary, and he plays for the Bills. So I have to support no, him yeah, as well, But I like the Bills because Stefan Diggs. The Diggs brothers, I just... I love them to like, I just watching them. They're so competitive. I don't know if y'all were watching the um, pro bowl with like, and they were like going with each other and it was just so fun to watch. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to have to leave a Diggs brother, I'll just go to the next Diggs brother, you know, and just support him. So I have the bills. Also, I think the Broncos win would be pretty exciting. A good, I don't, I think Seattle fans will be upset if they lose obviously, but I think they would respect it. I think they would honor that win. So I think that'd be a pretty good matchup too. 
I think it's going to be exciting to see football is almost here. I feel I felt like this year it's taken a little longer for it yes, to start, yes. right? Three weeks of preseason. I'm ready to see some pigskin thrown around a football field. So that's exciting. But there's another sport that we got to mention today. Some national news, Presley. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Could you share it for them? Miss Serena Williams may have her last match tonight. It's not for sure. But if she does lose tonight, she will be done. And, I mean, if she wins tonight, we'll get, she'll get to continue on. She will be playing Annette Contevet tonight. And I know, I can't remember what year we said it was, but she was ranked number two in the world at one yes, point. Yes, she, she is currently ranked number two by the Women's Tennis Association. Annette Contevet, the tennis player out of the country of... Estonia. She is here to play against Serena Williams tonight at 6 p.m. Serena Williams, as you know, August 8th of this year, she announced her retirement from the sport of tennis. But she has just said, pulled a Michael Jordan, pulled a Tom Brady, said, never mind on retirement. I'm giving it my last shot. And the U.S. Open here is a great place for her to do that. We've seen her accolades before, Colton. I know you you know some of Serena's accolades. Could you share some of them? Yeah, Serena Williams uh, in her career has 73 singles titles, and she has a win percentage of almost 85%. But that includes seven Australian Open Championships, three French Open Championships, seven Wimbledon Championships, and six U.S. Open Championships. So she she's the GOAT. She, you yeah. said Michael Jordan, you said Tom Brady, she's the GOAT of tennis. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I think that Serena Williams and especially her sister Venus as well. I mean, they're both really good at tennis, way better than me. You won't see me on a tennis oh, court no, ever. Never. Um, but yeah, no, Serena Williams is impacted the game of tennis permanently. I can't think of another, I mean, what a powerful female athlete just to begin yes. with and her impact on the entire tennis world. I mean, it's a global thing. I think she's inspired thousands, not if millions of tennis players because you know tennis isn't as popular here in the states as it is in europe you know tennis is a huge thing over there and a lot of people look to serena williams as inspiration you know mm -hmm. she is a woman that has faced adversity her entire life and look at her now having children and still playing tennis she is unstoppable i i, I hope that she wins tonight and she continues her you know her bouts at the u.s open because i don't want this to be her last game i mean she's just changed the entire tennis game and it's just a little bittersweet because it's like, this may be it, this may not. But I think we said the final was, what, September 10th? So it's like by the middle of September, I mean, Serena Williams will be retired. She'll be done. And it's just kind of bittersweet to think about that. Just She's really just changed the tennis world in so many different ways. And her sister as well, like we mentioned. And it's just a little sad. You never want to watch the good ones go. And move on so yes the u.s open by the way listeners if you have a subscription to espn plus uh, the u.s open can be accessed on espn plus this evening as she will be playing and a kent of it as I, is that how we pronounce it i'm not sure this estonian number two tennis player is going to have an impact no matter what so i'm excited yeah. to see it but i think right now it's a time for a little bit of a weather update i think so colton no, I got it. Don't you worry. Justin do it? got it today. Oh, I got it. I'm excited today. about it. You know, guys, I'm 
I'm glad to hear. I hope most of you did not, you know, experience any, you know, wet socks yesterday. It poured down rain almost all day. I got all of them. Um, I, yeah. We, I had we, to wash my shoes in my roommate's shoes. I was like, hey, I'm already going to wash them. And they're like, please. I was like, okay. That's how it is. You know, in San Marcos, you got to bring an umbrella if you're going to class. Bring some rain boots if you know. Buy a rain jacket. The forecast. But today, we'll talk about the forecast today and throughout the rest of the week. Uh, today, this Wednesday, we got a low of 74, a high of 89. It's just going to be cloudy. Don't worry about any rain. Um, Thursday and Friday are just going to be about the same. Lows in 73 on Thursday and Friday. Highs of 95 and 93 for those days, respectively. Now, Saturday and Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, it's a little unfortunate. We're going to get some rain. 60% chance of rain for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And that continues Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. That's going to be for a while, guys. So, like I said, please bring an umbrella and some rain boots. You can expect highs next week in the mid-80s. So, it'll be a little cooler from that rain which is a little bonus, but please wear an umbrella and some rain boots if you don't want to be walking into class with wet socks. I know many of us have been, <laughs> been through that. Yes, and if you have any Labor Day weekend plans outdoors, I would start looking into some backups indoors just because you never really know with this weather. But thank you for joining us today on Bobcat Radio. I was your host, Presley Davis, and with me I had Justin Brown and Colton Gibson, and we hope to see you again on Friday. For now, we're going to get you to the other side of radio.